I think is a really underrated group of people. Oh, can't wait to hear this off the wall response. <laughs> You're high, aren't you? No, not at all. <laughs> Hairdressers. Okay. Uh, here's why there's very few people or professions in this world that you could just go to and like spill your life guts oh, out to. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And definitely. you know what they do? Yeah. They sit there in silence while you just rant about your life. Yep. They cut your hair and make you look good. And then when you're finally done, you're about to leave, they go, well, the world's shit, isn't it? And you say, yes, it is. And you just walk out. You pay and you walk out. You pay for the experience. There's no, can I help you? Uh, Maybe you should do this. They just sit there and they fucking listen. You know what? It's a beautiful thing. Right? It's a beautiful world. You don't don't get that much very often. No. No, I love my hairdresser. She's wonderful. Well, good. Welcome back, Purgators, to Stuck in This Purgatory. My name is Chase with a recent new fade. Joining me is Hunter. Yes, yes. Fabulous fabulous gentleman here next to me. Are are you actually joining us today, Hunter? Partially. Partially, I'm still stuck at the Lumber Baron Inn. Some of me is still here. Yeah, you know? It's a a teaser. I know. I I think I'm hearing a bit of a whisper right now. (laughs) You hear something? I hear something in the headset. What the fuck is that? Is hello? Is that is that the spicy mango chili, Adrian? Is that the chorizo with eggs? Is he hello? Is he coming back in spirit for the podcast? He's been revived. Oh my god! He's not actually dead. He's not actually dead, ladies and gentlemen. Guess what? Adrian's back. <laughs> At least for the time I'm being. Back and I'm black. Uh, <laughs> wow. wow! So a lot's happened in three weeks. <laughs> yeah. You Michael Jackson did. Yeah. Or, you know, reverse. <laughs> Michael Jackson did. Uh, yeah, I guess. Yeah, we would, it would be reverse. Yeah. But is it really reverse if you start off Mexican? Yeah, what is that then? I think it's more if you just got a really deep tan. Yeah. <laughs> he just got that, uh, he's just got that blue collar tan, that cement worker tan, right, Adrian? With some nice Absolutely. jorts. He, I want to see got, jorts. He got the nice wonton crisp going on. Can I see you in jorts, Adrian, with some with some fucking, uh, what are those boots that everyone wears that they love? The the designer the boots. The Doc, Doc Martens? No, it's those fucking work boots that turned into like a hippie, not hippie, but like, they made it all cool and shit, but it's like a what? workman boot. It's like a Carhartt, but it's a different kind of boot. What's the fuck is it called? You know, it's that boot. Timberland? Timberlands. 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 You know, you could good old working boot. Isn't that what you have, Adrian? Yes, it is. See? Oh my god. See, they're ruining it. The, the fucking Gen Zers ruin it, man. They, they ruin a lot of shit. But actually, for real, Adrian, I just want to see you in some jorts and some Timberlands out in the, the sun, just sweating. Just, be, be careful uh, with Teresa. Just sweating. Be careful what Chase. you wish for because we will be golfing and he will wear that. I know. And then he will oh, get naked. I will. Be, what is it? Lieutenant Dangle? <laughs> New boot goofing. New boot goofing. You know, I was that for Halloween one year. Yes. That shit was great. I even waxed my legs for it. 
<laughs> I would have short skirt weather, baby. Oh, kinky. <laughs> I do have to ask you one thing, Hunter. Yes. Yes. After our experience at the Lumber Baron Inn. Oh, God. Have you been noticing shit in your eyes? How so? You know how, like, when you look around and you see, like, phantom orbs oh, and shit like, in your uh, eye? and floaties? You, like, the one you can never catch? Yeah, the little floaties. Dude, I've been getting it so much lately. Huh. It just means you're getting old. <laughs> <laughs> I, no, did, no. I did find some gray in my beard recently. You know, that's that's natural. That's natural. I heard it's wisdom. You know, I haven't seen any uh, weird floaties in my vision. I honestly haven't had much, you know, I haven't had much, like, I don't know, change since that experience. But I do. my, my opinions have changed. Are you more convinced? I am 110% convinced that ghosts are real. Adrian, are you convinced? Uh, I, I don't know if I'm convinced, but I had a fucked up dream. Even though I didn't go to the lum- Lumber Baron Inn, I had a fucked up dream that I was there with you guys, and a ghost guy was, like, following me around the whole night. It, huh. it, it was real fucked up. He's been having some fucked up dreams lately. Interesting. Maybe you're going to be the, sens- the, the sensitive of the group. The median? I did a sensory deprivation. Oh, we'll talk about that later. Yes, yes. We, we will get into our experience in the Lumber Baron Inn at the latter part of this episode. The latter. Is there a bunch of butt stuff happening there? Uh... uh wouldn't eh. you like to know? You know, just the normal amount. Nothing, like, extraordinary. Yeah, Hunter did sleep I, naked right next to me, so I that did. was awkward. It did. It was great. I love... Uh, you know, it, it's been many years since I got to sleep next to Chase. We used to do it often, and, and this time was... Uh, it was like an anniversary trip. It was like a, <laughs> it was like a reunion. It was like a throwback to the good old days of sleeping next to Chase Michael. Oh, God. You didn't bring the cots, though. Where were the cots, my dude? Dude, you didn't need to bring cots. Your snoring was loud enough. <laughs> <laughs> I was uncomfortable. It was hot as dick in there. Oh my god! All uh, right. So starting off the episode like we did last time, we got the book of superstitions from Doctor. Uh, maybe I don't think it's Doctor Dr. McElroy. Dr. McElroy. Yes. We're going back to Africa with the mythical monsters, and I actually know how to pronounce this one. So okay, I, this one's pretty crazy. Right. Agogwe. Agogwe from East Africa. Adrian, have you heard of the Agogwe? No, I have never. Well, an aguagwe is a small biped with red or yellowish skin topped with orangey hair that lives in the remote forests of the region. While not technically monsters, the aguagwe are quite mysterious and have allegedly been spotted, according to East African folklore. One of the first recorded sightings by a non-African occurred in the 19th century, when a British army officer on a hunting expedition came across two of the creatures. His guide said they were called Agagwe. The hunter subsequently tried to track the creatures without success. Various sightings continued, with a number coming from the area of Mozambique. I fucked Mozambique. that up. Mozambique, there you go. While several theories about the creatures have been put forth, including that they are part of a lost tribe of pygmies, it Ooh. seems more likely that they would be a type of orangutan, based on their size and coloring which may have since become extinct. Hmm. We you got know, some cryptid action going on my, here. My vision is clouded by uh, Diablo 2's fucking little dudes with the knives. And <laughs> the rat man? Yeah, the rat man. I don't know why, for the start of you describing that, that's all I could see, and then I just couldn't get past it. So that's what I'm envisioning. That would this. be horrifying. That would be fucking, and they stand on top of each other and throw fireballs at you. Shoot fire in your face? Shit! God, there are so many of them to stop moving! Yeah. <laughs> God, fuck that shit. You just sound like Peter Griffin right there. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, new career change. Yay. Yay. 
Okay, so as mentioned, we have a special episode coming up next week. So we're going to start off with what I want to say used to be my one of my favorite things. But after reading it, I had to quit reading this shit, dude. It was literally plaguing my mind with how shitty of a topic this actually is. How so? How so? Elaborate on that. Tulpas. Oh. I'll elaborate on it. Oh, okay. I've got five words for you that can explain a tulpa. Count. Right here. It's okay. layman's terms, but you'll instantly know. I'm ready. Foster's home for imaginary creatures, where the fuck the name is called. I can't even count. Imaginary how many friends. Wo- how many words was that? That was five. Foster's <laughs> home for imaginary friends. Okay. That literally explains tulpas to the T. You have kids, adults, whatever, uh-huh. who are creating imaginary friends or imaginary objects, and they're putting so much mental power yes. into making this real life that it becomes its own sentient being. Oh. Oh. Right? Now it's making what sense. What a fucking mindfuck. That is tit. No, yeah. it's not. I love that. Yes, it, it is. Okay. Too much power. Uh, Water damage. Let, let's, let, let me explain. Let me explain how you get to these imaginary friends, right? Okay. So basically, there's this whole, like a whole debate on how you can actually summon and create a tulpa. And there's no like agreed upon way of doing this. They're just, everybody's got a different thing. And get okay. this, there's a whole community. They're called tulpamancers. Oh, I see this. And they are just basically like, I'm gonna be real mean here. I, I, I'm only saying what I saw on the internet. This yeah. is not this is not the real chase. This is just internet. You chase. traveled to the dark corners of 4chan and Reddit. I did. One hundred percent. Oh God, Adrian. That's we, how bad we've lost. Him. I, I told him to leave. We've I lost him. him. To leave. No, <laughs> the lonely introverted fucks who need friends, <laughs> who will argue with any topic. Sky is blue. Yes. Well. Yes. So basically, what you do to create a tulpa. It could be anything. It could be a fucking cucumber. It could be an animal. It could be a human, whatever. You basically take a personification of yourself or something that you want out of yourself. Like, like you know, when you're, you have that uh, voice in your head when you're, like, talking about stuff and you're interacting with that voice in your head? Mm-hmm. You are taking that voice and you are creating a sentient tulpa. Like a, another sentient being. As if you were a topomancer. Exactly. If you were a topomancer. Because you are a topomancer. And so basically what you do is you interact with this object or being that you want to be a topa by giving it uh, a visual is like the first thing you do. So you have to, in your brain, create what this thing looks like, right? That's the first step. Okay. After you create that, you basically have conversations with it. And the more effort you put into this uh this thought experiment, I guess, thought magic, uh, um, the more it can develop and learn. And then you have to start giving it free reign and then teach it mobility. So basically you're creating, in another layman's terms, you're basically creating a thought baby and you are teaching it how to become a person. And if you spend yeah. enough energy and time <laughs> into this, you can create this thing and make it real life. Uh, now, my question is who do you need to impregnate for the thought baby? <laughs> your brain. You're impregnating your own brain. Just imagine a hermaphrodite. Your brain is a hermaphrodite and like uh, Cartman's mom. And then... Cartman's <laughs> <laughs> mom. Who is my father? <laughs> oh, my God. 
and, so, and your brain is like, oh yeah, this this feels really good. I love this brain thought process. Mm, yeah, let's create this fucking tulpa. Splooge. Okay, does it have? To, is the can the tulpa be physical? It can be. So you can manifest a f- fucking whatever you want. Anything. Physically. Yeah, it's it's all uh, thought magic. It's all thought process is what it is. So I could I could I could. Tulpa Mancer Magic, a waifu. Yeah. Huh. You could. But here's the kicker about Tulpas. Yeah. This is the part that kind of throws me off with the stories that we're about to talk about. Uh-huh. Is the Tulpa, because you're the one creating this entity and you're the one putting the, the time and effort into in, uh, making the, manifesting this, uh, it is still a part of your body. It's like a part of your soul. So you are always going to be linked to that Tulpa. Like, you can never completely get rid of that link. Huh. And it sounds like in, in some Tulpamancers like to uh, use their powers to create My Little Pony. It, there is a cult of My Little Pony, and we're not sure if it's for sexual means yet or not. So they're just chopping up their soul so that they can see those little pony things and be sexually attracted to them. Yes. I, sh- I shouldn't throw shade on that. They're hoping that one day they will create a My Little Pony that they can breed with. Unbelievable. I I have a family member. Well, his name, he will be anonymous, but I have a family member who worships My Little Pony, and I thought it was terrifying because a grown-ass man worshiping My Little Pony didn't make sense. And then I, I dove into the deep, 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 deep channels of Reddit and found out it's a very powerful cult, and they have a lot of influence, and they have a they, they control a lot of geopolitical centers, and, yeah, they have uh yeah. Yes. That's about it. I don't want to go any further. Yeah. You ever heard of that, Adrian? No, I have not. Yep. Don't look. Time for yourself. This is crossing like new waters for me. It's time for you to get into some Reddit subculture, buddy. Subculture. Oh gosh, (laughs) I've been in enough Reddit. Yeah, that's that's true. You are our Reddit man. You are the Reddit man. He's the ready man of Pennsylvania. That would be a great superhero. Yes, the Reddit Reddit man. man. (laughs) Oh wait, no, they Reddit because it's a non-binary superhero. Yes. So I I am going to point out that there is one gentleman who is currently doing a study on tulpas and these tulpamancers. Okay, what's his name? Uh, the name is Samuel Viseri. I don't know how to spell his, say his last name. It, uh, it looks very French. Spell it. V-E-I-S-S-I-E with a little dash above it, R-E. This is a... Fuck, I don't know. Yeah. Oh, he looks familiar. Yeah. So this guy is, he's actually like a legit PhD and I think in occult studies from Oxford University. Hmm. And he is doing a study into uh, tulpas and tulpamancers to see the, uh, oh man, what what is the word I'm thinking of? Um, emotional part, like the, the mental side of things, like their men, their physical mental state. So yes, yeah, so they have proven that the link between tulpas and tulpamancers is not DID, which is dissociative identity disorder. Um, but he does have a strong belief that there are high rates of autism, ADD, and ADHD huh. in a lot of these folks who do tulpamancy. Yeah, I'm kind of telling reading. me that Chase is trying to get a tulpa. The tulpa. Who says that I am any maybe three he, of those? Maybe he <laughs> is Adrian. Maybe he is a tulpa, and maybe there is some other intelligent being that has manifested this monster we call Chase. Maybe I manifest, manifested Chase. I mean, all it, along. It makes sense. 
You yeah, you were part of my sense. whole childhood. Oh so my god! You've been master my master for twenty nine years. Yeah. Wow. And you, it, you, how does that make impressive. sense? Because he's like four years younger than us. Well, you know, it makes sense. Right. He's he, he's obviously not who he says he is. He's he's doing his PhD dissertation on pushing the 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 limits of the human body and how many times one can masturbate in one hour daily. You know, honestly. There is a lot to do with Aleister Crowley in that statement, so I believe it. Wow! You see, he didn't even—he didn't even deny it. He because is Tulpa mind. He is in the occult of yeah. Thelema. Your Tulpa mind you couldn't. Love Aleister Crowley. Oh fuck, dude! Uh, talk about <laughs> a whole load of shit. But hey, he was one of the most wickedest men in the world. It was well, this Samuel hey, he was able to get his rocks off. Yeah. <laughs> he, yeah. he was a power bottom for sure. There is no denying that. <laughs> well, this Samuel dude's interesting, and tulpas are a little more complex than just, uh, you know, surface my level, my little pony value. Yes, I mean it's definitely thought manifestation is what it is, and the, it's basically just saying that uh, you can take the energy of this world, and if you put enough energy into thought manifestation, that you could create your own sentient. Imaginary friend. Which isn't too far off from the whole manifestation of power, you know, uh, manifesting ideas and thoughts and energy. Like, we're big old batteries. There's so many, you know, there's so many conflicting things that have cross parallels. It's not too far off. Do I believe in Tulpas? Maybe, because Adrian created one called Chase and called Schwan, but I don't know. Adrian? Now, my my question is, could you somehow, let's just say for reference, like... What if I wanted to make like a a talking mongoose for some reason? Uh, and could could you make that into a topa? You could. Um, in fact, the last time I heard about that, I think it goes by his name is Chief. Name Chief. His name is Chief. I would have never known that. That blows my mind. With a wow. G. Don't forget that. It's with a G. Yeah. <laughs> well, no. go ahead. You know what scares me the most about this? Like one la- one more thought here about topas. Is if this is true, Tulpa magic, if this is real, SCPs. Yeah. Holy butt fuck. Yeah. That's a whole or group of people manifesting these things. That'd be horrifying. Yeah. Well, it's like the imagination land in, in South Park. Like that could literally <laughs> yeah. be reality. That's so funny. If if there was enough of this going around. The greatest story ever told. Well, I do want to say that uh like I, I kind of quit reading into this because the more and more I read, the more and more I got was like, wow, this is a load of shit. Yeah. But if you type in topas or what are topas, you'll get the Wikipedia page. I don't know who the fuck wrote this thing. I know someone did, but many people. Um, there was one very interesting point that I did see in this article that kind of struck home with me. So, if you go down in the uh, Theosophy and Thought Forms, occultist William Walker Atkinson in his book *The Human Aura* described thought forms as simple ethereal objects emanating from the auras surrounding people generating from their thoughts and feelings. He further elaborated in clairvoyance and occult powers how experienced practitioners of the occult can produce thought forms from their auras that serve as astral projections, which may or may not look like the person who is projecting them, or as illusions that can only be seen by those with awakened astral senses. So the whole lumber baron in Hunt was just Adrian dreaming, projecting shit on our balls. Yes. Wow. If you guys saw you a semi truck there, I I would have freaked my shit. A semi truck inside the building? No, on the outside by the parking lot. 
There's no parking There's no lot. Parking lot. <laughs> okay, then. It's a house. It's literally like in your dad's neighborhood kind of thing. Oh, this is this is my dreams. Okay. I know. You, I know. <laughs> I thought there'd be a parking lot too, but no, it's just a just a regular old mansion house with lots of lots of spirits living in there. Yes. Uh, but, well, uh, go ahead. Oh, I was gonna say about tulpas. It's it's actually kind of scary if it is real because people that that are very lonely or and are just to their thoughts and imagination, they could create so much energy that if they could create tulpas, it it gets down the line where tulpas could be extremely dangerous at some point. Oh, one hundred percent. Yeah, no, that, that's that's definitely something that cannot be good. I mean, even the story we're about to tell, he was pretty mischievous little mongoose. Ooh. Ooh. So, if you guys want to read more about this or develop your own theory about tulpas, um, there's some books that you can get some concepts from. As mentioned, there's the William Walker Atkinson, The Human Aura. Um, you can also look for theosophist Annie Bissett, and she wrote a book in 1905, Thought Forms. Um, also Evan Wentz, he translates the book, uh, the Tibetan book of the dead. So apparently that's supposed to be a pretty good one. And then, um, William Walker Atkinson also does clairvoyance and occult powers, which is talking about reaching into that ether to bring forth tulpas of death and destruction. So if you're interested, go ahead, read those books. Hmm. Um, I'm not going to say anything good or bad about them. I didn't read them, but the reviews weren't that great. <laughs> hey, I will. I will say Chase was going to read them. He did think about it. They're in my wow. wish list. They wow, are in dude. my wish list. Wow. So maybe for for my name is Chief. Chief. We'll have some more insight, but that'll be a fun one. That's gonna be. Uh, it's next week. Next week. There you go, people. Yes. Next here. week. Next week. That's I a, am. That's a legendary my episode. Little Mexican ass right into that mongoose. Ooh, Ooh I can't that wait. sounds kinky. Drive that meat puppet. <laughs> So, do you want to talk about our experience at the Lumber Baron? Oh, God. Dude. First off, Dude. here's what I want to say right off the top. Okay. We got to meet Elaine Bryant, one of the owners. I think we did meet her husband as well, but he was- I waved to him. He was cooking, so yeah, he, was he was like, was... hey, morning, then he was gone. Yeah, that was it. I just want to say, Elaine and Sarah and all the other folks that are there, thank you so much for being such gracious hosts. Uh, the oh, whole great. experience was fantastic from start to finish. You guys are just great human beings. I love what you guys are doing there, and I really hope that you guys continue to enjoy your time there, get really good uh, paranormal responses, and continue to keep up the business. Yeah, they, they seemed busy. They seemed uh, COVID and uh, the recession have not hurt them quite yet, which is yeah. great. They yeah. did really good. Very impressed. The whole whole thing. Can't wait to have Adrian go see it. Are you yes. excited, Adrian? Yeah, what's crazy is... Uh... I didn't know exactly where it was at, but I used to go to school two blocks away from it, yeah, and bro. I used to walk walk that route every single day. Yeah, to dude. My buddy's house. I've definitely driven, shown houses around it. Like going into that place and just seeing on the outside didn't even bad an eye until we like experienced it. I did not realize what a paranormal hot box that motherfucker is. Yeah. Well, what's crazy. also crazy is over in the Highlands area, there's a park called Highlands Park. They had those same like Victorian houses right next to a Victorian park, but they kept the mentally ill there and they just closed it down. They're doing like a bunch of renovations and basically tearing it down. But 
uh, it looked exactly the same, and it was a paranormal hotbox as well. But it it was so messed up that they uh, they had to close it. Yeah, I mean, even it, not far from there, you still you have the it's it's now a bar called Linger, but it used to be called Olinger's, and that's a really big uh, moratorium crematorium uh, company in Colorado and it's right right down the street. So basically what I'm hearing is that short of Indians, this is on an Indian barrel ground. I mean, truly, it seems like the ground is uh, a little bit cursed and, and that's, and that was, what's weird when we first walked into the the fucking place, you know, it was dark. Was it dark? Yeah. Uh, uh, when we got there? Yeah. 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 So it was dark. It was interesting that those two kids that want to take a picture, I hope they're listening. <laughs> yes. But uh, they they wanted to uh, get a picture because they'd watched the Netflix show. That's the whole reason we went here, listeners, is 28 Days Haunted. If you haven't watched it, go watch it. You can get an in-depth hunt, hunt on that, that location. I, I also want to say, too, before we go in, uh, thank you to Stephanie and Elise from the Denver Ghost Hunters group. Yes. Uh, we did an interview with them. Probably, fuck, I don't know, six months ago, seven months wow. ago. It was a while back. Yeah. Uh, but we were so happy to meet you guys. We're so glad that you reached out to us when we uh, first initially saw you guys. And, you know, it's it's been a, an amazing experience going with you guys to go some, on ghost adventures. I think we've uh, we've become good friends. We had a lot of fun. We did. Not many times have I shared uh, 3 a.m. adventures like that I, and you, had so much fun that I didn't want to go to bed. Yeah, I honestly, another kudos for you guys. Because I remember when we were like, we're staying <laughs> up till witchy now. And you're like, these fucking kids. Yeah. But you were there with us. So you hung in. Hell yeah. And I think I don't think we all didn't regret it. Yeah, the last 45 minutes slowed down heavily. But man, was there some good shit. Yes. From the minute we walked in the door. Okay, so let's get into it. Okay. So Stephanie and Elise, they had already got gotten there yes. uh, before us. And so as well, soon of as- of course, Chase is always late. No, 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 no. No, no we, <laughs> we, we told were, him we'd be we there were right six. on time. Yeah. We knew exactly. In fact, actually, we we're 30 minutes early, bitch. Yeah. Fuck you. Yeah, fuck you. You know what? Fuck you. Fuck you. Uh, we walked through the doors and almost instantly the, the chandelier that's right above the entrance yeah. flickers on and off. Yeah, and, and at first you're skeptical as you're like, oh, they have that rig to something. But it, it happened well, inconsistently throughout the whole night. Yeah, and we'll – so basically, like, the first thing Sarah says, she's um, – oh, call her, the, I guess, the host? Yeah, yeah, she's the, the like property manager or something. Yeah, yeah she, works she, with she the che- owner. She checked us in. Yeah. That's what she did. Yeah. And she's like, so first off, uh, the ghosts are saying hi. We do not have electrical issues, and that's how we know that they're – Moving around, having a good time. And we confirmed that because there was one light that she confirmed has electrical issues and then one that was haunted, t- technically, and you could tell the difference. You yeah. really could. Same light, just different. And, and when we showed up, there was actually like a little tea party going on there. Right. And so it was really popping. Like, it's not a very big building. Again, remember, it was only like 8,500 square feet. Yeah. And uh, so when there's a lot of hustle and bustle there, those lights were flicking like crazy. Yeah. But as the night progressed and we kind of were going from room to room and everything... It pretty much stopped. Mm-hmm. Like there would be some flickers here and there throughout the night, yep. but it wasn't a physical on and off like when we first got there. Yeah, when we first got there, it was nuts. So that's the only reason why I, th- I feel like yeah, there is definitely something going on. And also, Stephanie, our resident medium, who I also nothing. I, I believe in ghosts now, but I also actually believe in mediums now. I yeah. honestly thought they were all complete fucking bullshit, <laughs> but Stephanie has. Something. She has the power. She has a gift. And she was sitting on a bench right outside the, the front door. And uh, I think her interference, running interference, was causing some light flicker and well, crazy shit. And kudos because 
from my understanding, she didn't really go in with much knowledge of the place because she wanted to figure it out. Yeah, like, didn't she watch the show, to, no research, yeah. no nothing. So we were actually in the other room talking with Elaine and Elise. Mm. Um, the but, ghost hunters and yeah, then the owner. Yes. And yeah. then the other, was it Troy? Yeah, Troy. No, Todd. Todd. Because we heard Todd. we heard that sorry, fucking Todd. Name. I know you're listening, so I'm sorry, Todd. Yeah. Well, we knew that name because it was not only his name, but it was repeated repeatedly throughout the whole fucking night by yes. the ghosts. Yes. Um, uh, what? What was Todd. that? God, Todd. <laughs> Todd. Todd. Uh. So yeah. So you know, we were kind of getting the lowdown with her, and and even Elaine didn't really want to spill a whole lot because she was hoping that we'd find some stuff out too uh-huh. and then we were going to chat about it in the morning which it sounds like we kind of missed out on that but I thought it was also really genuine because this is her home she not, this is not only her business she also lives in the basement so she this yes. is her living space her home and she could tell our energy she was very kind and open about how a lot of ghost hunters are very annoying a lot of things and experiences can be very annoying and she said our energy was good and that the creepiest thing she said before she let us go was uh, the, the ghosts seem to welcome us. Yeah. Remember we were talking to her, and I thought it was so strange, and I, we didn't get to ask her about it because we had so many other things to ask her. But while she was talking, she turned turned behind her and looked and said, uh, wait, I'll be with you in one minute. No, she no, she, she was having a conversation with us. Middle conversation, dead stops talking. She swipes at her left hip, and she says, oh, thank you, and she looks back. Doesn't and then she goes right anything. back into the yeah. conversation. So Sounds like a white wacko. Come no, on, guys. No, no. Come on, come on. No, no, this no, lady it was, is you sharp. could tell, like, it was like someone literally just tugged on her skirt. Yeah, this lady, I guess, was sharp she was in a dress, but yeah, she's, I, I, no bullshit from her. Yeah, truly. You because, will, you will find out because we are going to go rent the whole fucking place out and have it to ourselves, and you will be there. There's no excuses on yeah, your end. No excuses next time, Adrian. Yes. I also love that she was so transparent and honest about her experience with 28 Days Haunted. Yep. And it just added, I won't spoil it, but she just, added to more credibility because why wouldn't she say everything on that show was true? I'm no, gonna, she called them out. We're going to go from the top. We're going to call those motherfuckers out. Yeah. There the is, top. they didn't make, make it drop. drop, but the booty <laughs> unlock is that, uh, whatever. <laughs> the there is, the there was no article in the cellar of that door that they, the coal cellar they found. That news clipping was totally planted. It was planted and it was fake. Yep. And it, I love that she opened with that. Yeah. A very, that made me feel like this was a genuine place because yeah. It would be easy for her to generate revenue by getting people to come ghost hunting. Easily. This place, unlike the Stanley, is actually haunted. Yes. So that, yeah, between the flickering light and then having Elaine do her little ghosty tug thing. Right. Uh, that's how the night kind of started. Yeah. And then um, probably around, I don't know, 8 o'clock, I think yeah. everybody pretty much vacated the pres- prevents. Premises says presidents and uh, yeah the premises <laughs> and so then it was just us and then the other guests who were staying in the, the inn which we didn't really see them there was a couple across a newlywed couple yeah. and then another couple had to get up early so yeah we never saw them so we well, basically I mean they didn't roam the house they didn't go out yeah. to dinner past eight so we we were alone the whole time and the rule number one was to be quiet yes we had yes. to be quiet which literally every floorboard creaked like the <laughs> goddamn civil war we got pretty good at the end though we did, we did start noticing which ones creaked the worst oh yeah I, I brought my inner teenage self from <laughs> my house and like <laughs> sneak 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 stop free. <laughs> sneak <laughs> it felt like that dude not well, that board don't step on that board I will say I was concerned that there was going to be some moans and groans from the newlywed couple yeah, that we too. would catch and there were none there was complete silence throughout the night they were out like a yes. light so they must have got the action on early 
Uh, moving on from that, basically once everybody left, it was pretty much just, it was the five of us. Yeah, it we was, got all the gear out. Yeah, it was uh, Stephanie, Lee, Todd, myself, and, and Hunter. Yep. And we sat down uh, in, the, I guess, parlor? the bar? Parlor? Yeah, there's basically, a bar. Basically, to set the scene, if you walk through the main door, to your right is the stairwell that goes up to the other rooms, and then the ballroom. To your left was kind of a dining room tea area with a fireplace. Mm-hmm. And if a you go... If you go straight back, there's another little dining room place, and this is all sectioned off with big like archways because supposedly these were actually the original rooms for John Moat, his wife, and five children. And then if you take another right, it's sectioned off again where there's a bathroom, a bar, and kind of a sitting area. And I think Elaine actually does tarot readings in that area. Yes, yes, because yes. she had a little table set up, yeah. So we sat there in the little bar area. We sat down on the floor, and we pulled out the spirit box. And I, I, I haven't gone through the evidence just yet. If uh, between... Us talking about this in the re- release of the episode, if I find it, I will drop the auto here if I have it on the Ooh, GoPro. I hope you drop that shit. I think I do. That, first, that first time the first we're talking interaction with, with the spirit box. With Stephanie talking about yes. Okay, tits. Stephanie pulls Insert out the spirit audio. box. Insert audio here. Insert now. audio. Meow! Uh, no way. That's crazy. <laughs> no. Adrian, did just you hear that? that? Just because of that, that I'm dropping the audio. Insane. Now. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so she's communicating with her spirit box. Yeah. And it's wild because I've played around with mine, and it's pretty easy to discern when it's like the radio's coming in mm-hmm. from a channel, and you're like, okay. But this was straight-up communication. It was like disembodied, non-human or human spirit voice. Yeah. It was like We were getting shocking. names. We were getting a ton of fucking names. I think Gregory was one of yeah, them. There numbers, was an e-name, yes, a no. Bridget, an Anastasia. Mm-hmm. Todd. Todd a lot. A lot of Todd. A lot of fucking Todd. (laughs) Michaels and stuff. Yes. Uh, Edward. And then the weirdest part that happened was Stephanie's like, well, my spirit box is about to die. Um, We're going to have to go to another one. So she's like, would it be okay? She asked the spirit, says, would it be okay if uh, Elise went up and got her spirit box? Almost immediately, there was a very loud discerning no. It was like such a loud no. I was like, Chase, shut the fuck up. Don't let the spirits talk. Yeah. It was that clear yes and then literally probably 20 seconds later her the speaker on the sound box stops but the sound box is still on and active it's got a bright blue light and it just yeah there was no sound yeah just the sound cuts i will i you know what i did chase you know what i said i said well that's strange (laughs) (laughs) yes he did that was pretty much my feeling yes what's even crazier what's even crazier is after that elise was like all right i'll go get my box well, they had set up a bunch of trail cams throughout the house, and uh, they had actually caught footage of Elise going up the stairs into their room, the Valentine suite, which they got. Mm-hmm. And uh, there were two, I believe two, maybe three. I know for sure two. 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 There were two ghost orbs following Elise. Yeah, and, and, and I've definitely seen dust particles, and now I've definitely confirmed the existence of spirit orbs, because that was definitely... Suspect, and the thing about the trail cam was that it was night vision trail cam, so there's no lights, there's no like flashing lights. Because I have a couple of videos that I took with a light on, and you can right. see the dust particles go through, and you're like, That's not right. an orb, I know it's dust, but this, no lights. So, this is, and I, they I moved believe it intelligently, yes. like they did like a pattern and uh, then like, like surrounding Elise, yeah, and then they kind of whisked away as she got closer to them and or came close to her. It was very strange, yes. very strange. Uh, so Lisa got her box and we sat back down in the bar and after that fucking radio silence. Yep. And lots of weird traffic, just like weird muffled energy. Yeah. It was 
so strange. Yeah. Like we totally disobeyed the spirit. Exactly. So then we we gave my spirit box a shot. Absolutely nothing. Fucking radio silence. Yep. So at this rate, uh, we all went up to our our rooms, and then I think this is when Todd just disappeared. Yeah, Todd. This was probably around ten or eleven. Todd. Todd said good night. Yeah, he basically was like, "I'm done." Yeah. <laughs> and and to, be, and, and to be fairness, like besides that first interaction with Stephanie's voice box, we didn't really get that much evidence except for some flickering lights, and that did continue to happen a lot when we were doing the EVPs. And I don't blame him. Don't well, blame him. we I did do. debunk the one light. So the, the one behind us, the yes. one behind us in the bar, there was it was LED lights on a dimmer switch. Yeah. And I guess it's known that they have issues. So if yeah. it was full power. It wouldn't flicker, but if you yeah. went halfway, it would flicker light. So we did debunk that one, yeah, that one specific. But we did get some strange readings in the or strange flash flickering in the front room, again yes. and other places. So uh, at this rate, we all met back up in the Valentine Suite uh, in Stephanie Lisa's room, and this, keep in mind, is where the murders happened. Yeah, if you remember from last episode, this is where the grizzly rape double murder happened. Yes, and uh, so Hunter, in his infinite wisdom, like always, puts me in the sketchy situation. It's like Chase. Do the deprivation thing. <laughs> if you guys watch 28 Days Haunted, they got a lot of activity on the deprivation thing. And I'm like, what a brilliant idea. Silence all that outside noise and, and shit and just get in, get deep and go meditate. You know, how many times have you seen weird shit meditating? It works. Why not try it in a fucking haunted house? I don't know, Adrian. How many times have you meditated and seen weird shit? Approximately zero times. <laughs> Coming from the man who astral projects, so yeah. shut the fuck up. Yeah, who's, who's currently experiencing wild ass dreams? Yeah, shut the hell up, skeptic that does, ass. That does not mean that I, I sit down and meditate. You, you know, meditate. A- Adrian really keeps us grounded. Did you know that? He does. Yes. I just want to see his candy ass at this fucking hotel, dude. Because yes. this shit will humble him. I so I secretly. I, I would have went with fucking. Todd and I would have said it's past my bedtime. <laughs> he would have. He would have. Can you imagine the grump we would have had at about one o'clock? I think with the activity we got, he would have hung though, because it was getting buck wild. It was, especially I'm when we all went hanging, to the Valentine. What'd you say? I'm always hanging. Yeah, well, yeah, you are, big boy. Oh, uh, with those old chode. Uh, so I secretly, I was like wanting. My leg. I was purposely putting my foot underneath the bed because I was wanting it to get grabbed. So, and that's interesting, Chase, because I think that might have been. They might have sensed that. They might have sensed your just complete, like, lustful desire to just have something interact with you. So your sensory deprivation uh, event didn't really go through. No, it didn't. I I sat. You there, tried. I tried three different positions. I sat at the front of the bed, on top of the bed, and laid on the bed. Yeah. With the sound box in, and I got nothing. I didn't. I didn't tell you this last time. This might creep you out a little bit, but Stephanie was getting no readings while you were doing it either. You know, there was nothing happening in the room. So I will say too, and this is kind of going off the timeline of events, but I didn't feel anything the whole night, mm-hmm. and I think what it was is. A, I wanted something so significant to happen that I was focused on that, but I was also really focused on doing the camera work, getting pictures, videos, yep. all that stuff that I wasn't in tune with the situation at hand. I think what really helped me, um, because I was I went in that with that feeling that I really wanted things to happen, and then when the lights flickered, that helped me like get excited. But I really leaned into Elise and Stephanie because I got really invested in what they were lead like I let them lead and get like involved into their their sphere and that really helped. And okay. I felt like that's when that's why after you did the sensory deprivation, I was contemplating doing it myself. But what but we did, did Yeah, but what we did next well, was so Stephanie. Stephanie. Stephanie was the one in This is it. when it got when I started to second guess why we were there. <laughs> 
Because it got a little dark. So, I mean, we had the conversation with Elaine at first, how they, the girls that are present there, as well as the other spirits. There are other spirits there. It's not just the People two girls. People have died. Yes, there's other things. There's supposedly uh, the the John Moat is the, can be found there. Yep. There's a soldier. Um, the butler. The butler. The, the wife and the five children. Yep. All sorts of spirits are there. Mm-hmm. And not all, like... Tormented or anything like that. They, Elaine says it's all very happy. In fact, the, the girls are very high spirited. I guess there was a magician that came through, and, and um, so they'll talk to Elaine and like, "Ooh, the magician's here!" and yeah. like giggle and shit. Apparently, they're very flirtatious. Yes. But what we experienced in this moment, I don't think was like a benevolent force. Like, uh, I think I think mom. they were trying to show Stephanie something. Yeah. And I think we all agree that. I think it was just. Because she didn't know the story at all. She didn't know. And she was actually connecting with them very well, and they wanted her to know. Yes. So she went into the deprivation thing first, um, the the first time. and She laid on her back the first time. Yep. And so we have a video of this, and yeah. uh, we are. she did give us permission to release this, so go to, we'll our, post it. go to our Instagram and our TikTok. It only makes sense with context, though. Yes. So, yeah. Uh, uh, she, out of nowhere, jumps up, screams at first, and then starts giggling. Now, hear this, friends. I know it doesn't sound like anything, but we were given strict orders to not be loud. Like, they would ban us from coming back. And this house was very echoey. It was you, hear, very, you heard everything. So she screamed, and she knew that we needed to be fucking quiet. So this was like something. She really did feel like something touched her foot. And, she, and her face. And her face. And this was not... This is only the second time she's ever done it, and the first time she did on a hunt was non-paranormal. It was just a blade of gra- grass. Yeah, she, saw, she, saw. she saw a shadow. <laughs> yeah. But this, she said, was so distinct and terrifying that she had to scream. Yes. And I will put, I'll put my reputation online that I believe her because if you knew Stephanie, this, she's very serious about this stuff. Yeah. So then she goes back in. To do a second round. Which is, she's ballsy as dick. Very ballsy after I, she, After she gets touched and then the face gets like pushed around, I'm like... Bitch, I fucking get me out of here. Yeah, I was, I was chilled. I actually, I don't know if you remember because it was so in the heat of the moment. But I stood up immediately and like grabbed, I like went up to touch her shoulder immediately because I'm like, are you okay? Yeah, because I actually thought she was not okay. Yeah, I, I wasn't sure if she was laughing or crying. I thought she was like gonna have a seizure or something because it came so violently, or like she's having a heart attack or I don't know, dude. I, I freaked out. <laughs> so when she's like, I'm gonna go back in. I'm like. Oh, the fuck have, have fun. What? <laughs> it was have crazy. Have fun. I'm staying out here. Yeah, yeah. exactly. So then it, it just charted that shit up to 11 because we were, we were in at this point. And so, it got good. So then she goes back in. And uh, she claims that once she got back into the, the state that she actually took the place of Kara, who was the one who got raped and strangled. It was in the middle of the act. And that's when Marianne came in the room. And... She literally the room is dead silent. She has the the new Apple headphones in AirPod Max. AirPod Max in. So she is in the zone. We are not communicating with her at all. There's no noise. She can't hear anything from us. And we hear from from Stephanie say, uh, "What is it like? What's going on?" Or something. What like are you that? doing? What are you doing? Yes. Yeah. And Stephanie literally uh, described to a T. The event that was going on, she she described what Marianne looked like with the bobbed haircut, the brown hair, the color, everything, but features. she she couldn't see the killer. Like it was just a dark black mass. Yep. And I mean, yeah, I, I can underst- I can understand that. It's if a cold case. If you're in that situation, yeah, and you're you're those two girls in that scary situation, they're not gonna recall 
what that is. No. Adrian? I, I believe it's Schwann. <laughs> well, I think Schwann attacked Hunter when he did it, but... Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. So, she she literally, like... She's like, nope, I'm done. She comes out of it, pulls the Air, AirPods out, and she had to just sit there and relax for, like, fucking 20, 30 minutes. Yeah. And we're like... Do we need to call this? Because this is her heart rate was she was she was hyperventilating. Her heart rate was very high. It was very eerie, yeah. and we were we were concerned. And I just could not believe that she described everything so accurately. So I know this isn't like physical proof that we can give you listeners to like prove the existence of ghosts. But to us in that video. moment, yes, to us in that moment, that whole interaction was very genuine, and and it it really made the whole room dark. It after, did afterwards, and we had to kind of we had to upbeat it a little bit because because yeah. Elise isn't very sensitive to that stuff, and she's like, it's this is dark. This yeah. is this something's is going on. Yeah, so we had to shake that off because yeah. it was weird. And then Hunter got the bright idea. That Dude, he's going to do it. That I want to do it because I need to conquer my fear of like going into those places after an event like that. And this was an interesting one. So I want, I'll want i tell from my perspective, then you tell me what you and Stephanie and them were talking about while I was in it. So I took Chase's hoodie and that was our only blindfold, <laughs> which it was really hard to breathe <laughs> yeah, in. Yeah, just suffocated ourselves I could not it. fucking breathe in that thing. Uh, the first time I did, I think I did laying down or, or whatnot. You were and, laying down. Yeah, so I did... I don't actually remember what happened the first time. I only remember one of the times, but but it was I, I do remember in those first instances it was strange because I could feel something in the room with me the whole time. And at one point I I I come out of it I think I got startled. I had gone back into it and something so distinct. You know, you can you feel that feeling when like someone walks up behind you and you like you know they're there. It's not like a you just know they're there. Yeah. I could distinctly feel that and then stephanie predicted that i was gonna that something had entered and i had threw off the headphones and looked to my right shoulder and i was like someone's behind me yeah so from our experience what happened was the first time that you went in you were laying there and uh you were doing okay and then your your breathing got really labored um and then just like stephanie and then as soon as it started getting labored you popped up your left hand and you put it out and then then you closed your hand. Oh, that's right. I was in a very trance-like state at that point. And then finally, after, I don't know, probably 30 seconds, you finally let go of your hand. And then you did some other weird gestures or whatever, and then you popped up and you took them off. And you said, okay, huh. so the experience you said that you had was that you felt something grab your hand, close it into a fist, and it wouldn't allow you to let go and open your hand back up. Yeah, it was my left hand. Or do you remember it was your that? left hand. It was very strange because in that moment, Time seemed to elude. It, I was very, I really couldn't recall it that well because it was so, it was just so strange. Yeah. It wasn't like a normal meditation. It just, it was numbing. Yeah. And that energy, that presence was, it was like dampening everything around me and then just pulling me out and terrifying me, frankly. But it was very weird. I, I hard to, I can't explain the words. Yeah. I can't explain the words. So then the second time you went in, and this time you were sitting up, the first time you were laying down, um, we were kind of sitting there and nothing was going on. You were doing your thing. And Stephanie was like, I honestly, I don't feel anything in the room right now. There's, there's nothing. And then out of nowhere, she says, there's something in that corner. And then literally a I second later, chills. you threw the hoodie off and you took out the, the AirPods and you're like, there was a black figure behind me. Yeah, I was done. It was just the weirdest how like Stephanie was like, there's a figure. And then two <laughs> seconds later, you're like, I'm done. There's a figure. If you have that audio, you should, if you, remember I have all to in, if you remember to insert that audio on that point right there when she said, you should do that. Because okay. that, uh, that was a good point. Yeah. And I remember being pretty done after that because 
I one conquered a fear, but two, I had felt something I haven't felt before foreign. And that was enough. I dipped my toe in. I didn't want to go any further. That was too much. <laughs> Honestly, it was too much. For yes. What do you say? Foreign. Foreign, yeah. Oh God. What did you have? I don't know. I just didn't feel good. Just felt sick? No. Just felt something behind me. That's I had the same feeling. I really didn't like that. Like it was like right behind right you. There. Right there. Yeah. And I just no no. It's like that blackness, right? Yep. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yep. Just like a split second before you did that, she's like, Well, I can feel her here now. What's up? She Stephanie said I can feel her her here now. I was having trouble, I couldn't sense anything. Well, I was just about to take the hoodie off because I was like, I'm not really getting anything. But then I opened my eyes a little bit wider and it was still good good cover. I just started to like turn my head a little bit and I was just like, what is behind me? I should have stayed, but I don't know what that was. Yeah, it was too much. Like too a foreign much. car make. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so yeah, that, that concluded the uh, sensory deprivation. Yes, so we all kind of took a break after that, relaxed, and then... At this rate, it was about 1 o'clock in the morning. Yeah, I think we were – we honestly thought the girls might be ready for bed, so we were like, let's go. Chase one, Chase said to me, he's like, hey, let's go Let's go poke downstairs and go just sit in silence. I was like, tits, let's do it. Yeah. So this is the last piece of evidence that we have that we're going to talk about. And the this best. is the best and legit evidence that we have. I will carry this audio to my grave because this proves ghosts to me. So we will insert this audio and um, – uh, should we should we insert the audio or talk about it first? Let's insert let's talk the about audio. It. No, first. Let's... no, insert, talk, insert again. Yes. Okay. So we will insert the audio that I have here, and it's right in the beginning of this video. I cannot believe that I got this. It is fantastic. Remember when you edit this, Chase, like repeat it like three times. Yes. Because it does happen. It's quick. very quick. Yeah. No way. That was freaking insane. I fucking hate you, Adrian. <laughs> again, I'm going to wait to insert this audio until right now. <laughs> So, what do you think? What did you hear? So, in in the audio, in the audio. So you hear a very distinct, guttural, almost non-human go. Yes, but that's not what we heard in real life. So that's what makes it even more strange. This is what's the weirdest part about it, and the fact that it was the way it was caught on video. Uh, <clears throat> so, like like Hunter mentioned, we had gone. Hunter and I had gone downstairs into one of the little tier party areas. And we just kind of sat in the corner in, in silence, and and I put up. My it video. almost pitch dark. Yeah. I, though at that point, it might have been pitch dark. I might have turned. No, the we, oh, that light never turned off. We had the one light in the entrance that we never. But it was turned pretty off. pretty dark, pretty dark. And at this point, we, Hunter and I both thought that Elise and Stephanie had gone to bed, and out of fucking nowhere, like we had you, not heard anything for a while. Yeah, you hear this high pitched, like shocked scream, like you were coming out of a dream, like a dream freaked you out, and you're like, ah. And it was throughout the entire house. And it was house. a woman. Distinctly a woman's voice. It was so loud. I was like, oh, fuck, we're getting kicked out. Somebody just screamed. Yeah. And I say, Stephanie you, just screamed. I go, what was that, Chase? Yep. <laughs> yeah, you hear it in the audio. Yeah. You say, oh, that was probably Stephanie. We thought. Yeah. We 100% thought that Stephanie had gone to sleep. And then she got pulled back into that situation. And it freaked her out enough that she woke up and screamed. Mm -hmm. So shortly after that, we went upstairs. And we went to their room. 
They are wide awake. They're reviewing evidence. Doors open. Doors That's the open. biggest thing. Doors open so they can hear the whole house. You can literally hear the whole house. Yes. They, they lock the, the ballroom. If you don't, if like our group comes through uh, and rents the whole house out, they will lock the ballroom because it's above all the rooms and mm-hmm. you can hear every footstep. So yeah. that's how loud this place is. We asked them, we're like, did you hear that scream? They're like, what? <laughs> like, you seriously didn't hear a fucking scream? We thought that was you guys. It was so loud. I was like, guys, that was so, you're, you're, I said, you're fucking with us. Please don't. That was so loud. I can't make this up, guys. It was so loud. It was like, we're getting kicked out. We're yes. in trouble. Yeah. But they didn't hear it. Didn't hear it. Their door was open. It was the weirdest fucking... I and mean, they, it was enough that Hunter and I both fucking jumped. Like, you I could was, see it in the video. That was, I was like, oh, shit. Yeah, that was really scary. And then we go upstairs when we talk to them, and you had to search the footage for a little bit because you we weren't, rec- weren't... You, thank God, we're recording. But you had just started recording, and it happened so quick. It, it happened within chills. the first four seconds of that video. I cannot believe I got it, dude. L- let's listen to it again. Let's let, let, let's hear it again. This this gut really listen for it because you could it's too it's too easy. You know what it is. Just listen. I think I'm Stephanie. So that's our proof, man. So Adrian, <gasps> I, I showed you this earlier. <laughs> what is what is your honest opinion on that video? Because I showed you that earlier this morning before we did the episode. Yes. Uh, see, here's where I'm coming from. I didn't I didn't know the context and the whole story because. You know, these guys leave me out on everything. No, but, bullshit. Uh, You're the one who was like, no, nah, I can't do it. <laughs> but with the context, it does sound, it sounds better because I, I know how credible Stephanie and Elise, uh, these two dipshits over here, I, <laughs> if they would have went and did that and showed me that, I would have just told them, fuck off. But <laughs> since Elise and Stephanie were there, I it makes the credibility 10 times more, more credible. But uh, see, it, it takes me back to the fact that, unfortunately, I couldn't be there. But I like if I saw it, I would have a just a crazy, crazier, more uh, realistic answer. But once again, it's in the unknown. If if it was really as loud, it, I I mean, you could hear a sound. Yeah. It, it could have been one of the families or one of the couples staying there getting pegged, or it could have been. You know, a ghost following them around. You know, and but, I, uh, I, I did think about that. So I will speak on your point there. Since there were two other couples there, we we only saw one of the couples. And um, I don't want to... Just tell I, it how it is. I'm going to okay. say this just as polite as I can. It's just, it's facts. They, it's were, not... they were a gay couple. Yeah, there were two it, men. It was two men. Yeah. So, uh, and they were not feminine. They were big burly nope. dudes. And I'm yep. assuming that they were the newlywed couple. Yep. Um, Just by the way, because the other couple left so early in the morning, we didn't get to see them. We didn't yeah. even see them go to their room. So yeah. there could have been a female in there because this was right. distinctly a female voice. I want to preface this. This was a female shriek. Yep. And I did think about that. I did think that maybe one of the other guests staying there may have had a bad experience through their dream state and that they screamed. But, but or they stubbed their toe when they woke up and it was dark. But <laughs> here's here's the thing though, is the fact that you have the first floor, that's the dining area bar area. The second floor is all rooms and the third floor is the ballroom. And the fact alone that Stephanie and Elise were sitting in their room wide awake with the door open and did not hear the scream. That is what draws me to believe, like, what the fuck? And how do you explain that in the video it sounds like a demonic, like, go? go. That's, 
what really fucks me up. I wish you were there, Adrian. I really, because I think that this would have been the tipping point for your belief. I think you would have, like me, Adrian, your 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 opinion would have swayed because I'd now believe in ghosts. I feel like I would have too. And that that's the hard part. That, you know? Yeah. You you hear you hear these ghost stories all the time. And until you let an entity touch you, be inside you like Chase, or <laughs> you know, see it. It's uh it's always going to be something that no one will take credibly, no matter how, how I know what I saw. <laughs> I, it's a spooky yeah. ghost. It's like listening to Aleister Crowley's fucking occult. Yeah. Yeah. You're right. It's like, if it works, I mean, fuck yeah, but. Yeah. Until you experience it actually working. You're right, Adrian. Yeah. You're right. Yep. Well, I hope the the, the audio at least encourages you to go out on your own ghost hunt. Because now I have found a great joy in ghost hunting. Will there always be activity? Will there always be exciting things? No. Because sometimes the place isn't haunted. Sometimes spirits don't want to talk. But after that shit, dude, that was so goddamn fun. We will. Well, I want to go back because I want to go. And if nothing happens there, audience, I promise you, I will shit talk these guys for a whole episode. We'll just do. It'd be called shit talking Hunter and Chase. And a- I will. Side stories. Adrian shit talk with Adrian. Shit talk with Adrian. Well, here's yeah. the good news for you and all the listeners. Uh, we are already in discussion with uh, the Denver Ghost Hunters. They want to go back. They actually brought it up to us first. And we are going to try and rent out the whole inn. So we will have the whole inn to ourselves. The ballroom will be open. And we can literally just fucking have at it. Yep. So if you're interested, reach out. Yeah. If you want, because we need more people to block the rooms. And if you're a paranormal enthusiast and you're a respectful person, because we do want to keep our relationship with the owners well, then let them reach out. Yes. Adrian, how can they reach out? Well, I'm out just kidding. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Us <laughs> I just want to get this purgatory. <laughs> we're not done yet. I just want to give him his 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 limelight. You know, his spot. <laughs> we're, we're not done. I do yet. have a point. I, you say your I thing. I guess I'd go fuck myself. You will go fuck yourself <laughs> with that giant fist of yours. <laughs> say your point. How do you know it's giant? I work with you, dumbass. No, he's a ghost. No, he's a oh, ghost. He, oh, he can manifest. He's it. phantom. He manifests it. <laughs> Topas. Topas. Maybe it was me fucking with you guys. I was like, I'm telling you, I'm telling you, go. Um, yeah, and and don't forget, definitely check out all of uh, our Instagram and TikTok because the videos we do have, we will be posting those so you can see for yourself and dictate how it's going. Uh, before we do in the episode, we have a listener email. Okay. Okay. Before you read that, let me just make my last point about, uh, the lumber baron, which I wanted to, I did want to ask you in the moment, but I didn't have the courage to, I really wanted to have the group do a seance. I want to have all get in a little hippie circle, hold hands and do something creepy. Uh, people have, they talked about it. People Uh, have done that. Stephanie and Lise are like, yeah, it's a, you know, whatever. It's a piece of cardboard. Yeah. It's a toy. Yeah. Uh, but a seance. I, I'm only going to say no to that because, to your point earlier, we want to keep a good relationship with the owners there. And And if they have built a good energy in that house, I don't want to fuck with that. You're right. I don't don't want to be the one to fuck with it. You're right. You're right. right, right. So 28 days later, that's a different story. She got fucking paid off of that shit. Yeah. We're just a bunch of dinks that are going in and doing stupid shit. You're right. You're right. right, right. All right. She might get paid off by us. Uh, Our listeners. uh, uh, Yeah. Did you like that? Did you like the little Gen Z move I had there? That was there? great. Do the, the uh, Asago eyes or whatever the fuck it is. I'm so sorry, listeners. <laughs> Adrian probably does it the best. Let's hear it. Adrian? Radio silence. Ad- Adrian has passed. 
What is he, a fucking little puppy? Little little baby wolf pup? <laughs> Listen to me about time. Holy shit. That's goddamn fucking story. Uh, the guy, I don't know the dude's name. Um, Spiraled Eye Ghost. What's up? Uh, My boy? He, he, had, he had emailed us before. Oh, Johnny. Sorry, his name is Johnny. Going back in. Johnny boy. Uh, this is in regards to the Hotel Colorado. So he actually reached out to us when we did those episodes because he listened to it. And he was doing his own hunt. And you actually wanted to get back with us about what he experienced. Excited to hear what, he, uh, what he's got for us. Uh, very long email. So I'm going to try and paraphrase where I can. Um, but we're still going to try and get the whole point across. So, again, this comes from Johnny. Um, doing a nice little spooky ghost hunt in Hotel Colorado. So he claims that his room was located, he thinks, on the second or third floor of, uh, well, it's technically six, I guess we'll call it. Right. Um, and uh, he was right in the middle of the building, and he was talking about how uh, he would have to go walk all the way past the lobby, down the steps, or take the elevator. But the elevator's old, so it took forever. Um, so he went down what he claims is the ancient steps and he says that these are a massive spiral staircase, man, and they wrap the building. So when you go down the interior, like you see a lot of, you know, artifacts on the wall and stuff. Um, yeah, I, they're not spiral staircases. I'm sorry, John. Well, it's I, like I, a, I'm going to say that it, it's, it is. It's a, in, it's a centrally located staircase, but it's not a spiral, but it, yes. it's pretty big. I'll give him that. It's big. Yeah. But there is a lot of creepy stuff that's hung up there. And he claims, he says, no wonder that's why this place is fucking haunted anyways. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So he says, I was on my way to smoke a cigarette and uh, where this uh, cigarette smoking area was that he'd have to go down to a lot. So he tried to limit it as much as possible. But this is when he started catching interest in what was going on. He says, I was going out there a lot with my camera and so on my way up back to the room one day. The first day, I noticed this weird like uh, mirage type imagery. I get, I can't explain it like smoke. Mm. I thought something was on fire in the dining room because there was nobody in there. It's completely empty and it's only open to look at or if you have a reservation to come have a fancy little dinner, you can go to this special little dining room. But other than that, it was just constantly empty. There's nobody back there, and I thought a table was on fire. So I was like, oh, shit, I should go tell somebody. But the closer I get, like, the more it was gone. But I noticed it for at least a good maybe 12 to 13 seconds, like a giant mirage. It's pretty good. Just coming off the table. And it was like going maybe about, you know, if I had to shape it, it would be a couple sitting and holding hands. And I pictured like an elderly couple after I thought about it. And you know how they sit in the table and they just look at each other with their cup of coffee in their hands or their whole hands, you know, they're elderly because they're like anyways. (laughs) So they're at the table this much. And so I leave and I go back up to the room and I tell my wife about it. And she's already intrigued by it because she feels something's off with the, the place. This guy did speech to text, so he warned us in the email yeah, that it's going to yeah. be pretty bad. And that's okay. That's okay. I like so, the authentic raw shit. Yes. Yeah, so we're just going off of what this guy says. So he mentions that there's another thing I should notice. Something is off about the place. Okay, like really off. And we'll get into that. So the second incident was maybe shortly after that ballroom light incident. The bathroom light just goes on 
and it just turns off by itself and our door shuts. That's good. That's pretty good. So Poltergeist I thought activity. we were just like, okay, we're just going to ignore it. We're just going to watch TV. And we chilled out and then a bee came into our room. Oh. So I had to <laughs> I had to go. Uh, so it had to go. I freaked out about this giant swirling bee around the room. So I had to call the guy at the front desk <laughs> and have somebody come up and get this bee out of the room. Terrifying. Um, so he says he gets out for us. And I thought that the, this distracted me from the light and the door shutting, you know, but it was, wasn't like a slab. It was just kind of just barely open and it just shuts. So after that, maybe a couple days of going back and forth and feeling something, I started to smell cigars. Ooh, like somebody a... was smoking cigars in the hall. We know that one. That's but, That's been proven. That's the owner who created the building. And I was thinking, okay, well, I guess we have a smoking room inside. I don't have to go all the way to the fucking downstairs. So <laughs> There's no smoking rooms. No, there's no smoking rooms. Yeah. Uh and no, I just turned. It just turned out I was smelling it. And then when I started reading about it, the guy that built the place and stayed there, Teddy Roosevelt, he didn't build it, but he made a. Sick, <laughs> I'm cutting this one. I'm so funny. He's like, <laughs> did you not listen to the episode? <laughs> he stayed there, Teddy Roosevelt. He didn't build it, but I just want to say Teddy Roosevelt. <laughs> <laughs> Why did he say I feel that? like I should read this and <laughs> stayed there, Teddy Roosevelt. He didn't build it, but he made it his second home. <laughs> The president, back in the day. The he president. gave his famous speech off, like, one of the balconies. Like, this place has a history. The president. So there's like a president. been reports that people would smell cigar smoke, you know, in the hallways. And I didn't know this. I just was happy to know that I didn't have to fucking walk all the way to the fucking downstairs just to smoke a fucking cigarette. I hope he didn't go all the way, like, smoke in his room and not go downstairs, bro. That's a, that's a historic property. You're smoking and come, cigarettes. And come all the way the fuck back up. Like, it was a hassle, bro. But once I found out the lady at the desk was like, no, what, what she had to pull me aside and didn't go... Are you one of them investigators? Oh, no. I was like, am I? But I'm not on duty. I'm just here, and I noticed it. I was just wondering if you knew I could smoke here. Absolutely not. You have to go outside. But you are smelling is the ghost of Teddy Roosevelt. (laughs) False. You're smelling the ghost of whatever they uh, Walter DeBro. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Walter DeBro. That's right. Walter DeBro. False. (laughs) Second incident. Is that the walls, I noticed half the building or at least two-thirds of the building was lo- was looking original. And then the entire last third of the entire fortress. By the way, this place is a fortress and it used to house guards for the military in World War II. Uh, when it became a hospital for soldiers that were wounded and sick, already at home, dealing with tuberculosis. And so many people died that they could not keep up with the incin- incinerators. So they had to build a whole new incinerator, and they said, that's not even working. We have too many bodies. Too many. So they look, they took their bones all the way, All they took the bones of all of these soldiers right. They came straight home and died. Had amputated. What the fuck? They just died. They just fucking died, dude. <laughs> they put in this stuff. Dyson Harry. Then they just died. <laughs> 
What's he say? He's I, saying Dyson Harry. Bad news. It was a secret, sacred, and naked. Oh my God, sacred. What the fuck? Is this guy fucking? Di- they just high? fucking died. Dyson Harry. I'm just gonna read this because I'm gonna. You cut know what? It, it's actually hilarious. Fucking hilarious. It's actually amazing. Uh, wow. Keep up with. Wait, I don't even know. Wait, There's just, no period. I know. <laughs> they came straight home and they died. Had amputation. Died. They had some weird little cut and infected. They just fucking died. Dyson Harry. They just died. And they took their bones and they ground them up and they turned it into architecture. They put it into the stuff, the cement they mixed it with and built the rest of the fortress with it because they couldn't think if they had nowhere to bury them, no way to burn them fast enough, too many coming in and the infected were getting others infected. It was all bad news, man. It was all bad news. It is also a secret Sacred and naked. Oh my God! Sacred Native American <laughs> burial mound area, but also a hot spring. They have had hot springs, and it's where the Manitou tribe would go for a place of healing. And that's why they built the fortress, bro, next to it, so they could take them down to the hot springs, bro, and dunk them in the fucking sulfurous acid. You know, fucking shit. And they tried to heat them, and they did the best they could. But then again. So that when I was down there, I went to the basement on accident on maybe the fourth date, right? And I almost threw up, okay? The doors opened and I stepped out and I was nauseated. I cannot breathe for like maybe a good five seconds. It was so suffocating, the presence. And so I decided to know what I'm going to walk around. I'm going to find out why this crazy, why this is crazy. And I found the heart of why the place feels off. And I started walking around, and at the very end of the hallway, there was this sacred Reiki healing energy aura metaphysical shop that was selling little trinkets from like Taibi and Himalayan gifts and incense. But they were constantly doing basically what is the 24-7 ritual where they ring bells 24-7. And I said, why? Why would you guys do that in the basement where nobody knows you're down here? And they said, given the history of this whole place, they were requested to move from the five states away to come all the way to this from their perfect life to come all the way down to the basement of this haunted ass fucking building and do these rituals because they need to keep that negative energy at bay. Because people were complaining, I guess. People are getting like really irritated that they they were they were getting freaked out that they were losing customers. I mean, they had to keep this place open. So they had this group of people come out and they have holy people come from other countries, okay? And they sit there and they do these rituals. I talked to them. I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> So that's, because the fortress is made of bones. That's very interesting. And I don't think you're going to hear about that. You actually have to go there in person and talk to them and actually request to speak to the person that runs the damn place about these fucking rituals. Otherwise, they'll tell you they're just a shop. I kept pressing that goddamn matter and I told him, <laughs> I feel off and something was really, really fucking wrong here, you know? And you can run your hand on the walls and it's weird, dude. It's fucking weird. You can feel it. You can feel. You could just tell him, man, a lot of soldiers already have hated. They already have, you know, pain. 
because they came home after fucking sticking their phones in the people's eye sockets. Dude, they run out of ammo and they fucking kill with their bare hands. And they come home and they're all shell-shocked. The fuck? And then they just die? What kind of fucking energy do you think this is going on? It gives off not only World War II, one, but World War II. So you got like a history, bro, like a hotbed of fucking supernatural activity going on that's actually pretty tight and pretty for you know. I could talk further about it if you want. But that's my personal experience. We stayed there for about a week, maybe nine days. So a little over a week. And yeah. It was something else. For they sure, stayed, they got, these guys got money. That ain't cheap real, to stay dude. there. That's like 300 bucks a night. God damn. Well. Uh, hey, bro. Thank you. Send more. Send nudes. Please. You say <laughs> you say right here. And pretty for you, I can talk further about it if you want. Yes, I want. We want. I want, we want. more. <laughs> dude, send another fucking same email. Do that. That was incredible. This goes out to all you listeners. Fucking send us your shit, man. Yeah. Even personal. Holy shit. Uh, ghost hunting. Send us your shit. I just learned the fucking Hotel Colorado is made of bones. It is it's built off bones. It's a, it's a fortress, fortress of, of bones and mortar. Dude, we got to make that. You got to draw that. <laughs> fortress of bones, Hotel Colorado. Where Holy do you think shit. they made the bones or received the bones from? From World War II, World baby. War II, bro. <laughs> they just you about the up. fucked up shell shock soldiers from World War I Dude, and II? I fucking don't feel good, man. I don't feel good. I got a fucking feeling here, man. They're doing 24-7 rituals, There's so bro. many fucking Fuck. bodies. They can't even fucking burn them all, bro. <laughs> Fuck. Wow, dude, I want to go ask someone. I got to ask someone. I got to go to the fucking owner and ask him what the goddamn rituals are about. You, you don't hear about it. You got to go to him. Bro. I feel enlightened now. You, you should. should. You should. Uh, what if? Because they did just do renovations and they uncovered a shit ton of uh, hidden fireplaces that was covered up. What if those legit were made out of human bones? And he ain't joking, though. There's a lot of fucking There is a lot, a lot of death. Of death. <laughs> yeah. Like overpiling death there, which is interesting that they ship it to the mountain town of Colorado, but, you know, who knows? I know. Fucking I can't, 1940s, can't answer this shit. man. It's fucking wild. <laughs> we used to it's drink like cocaine. California. Yeah. Oh, Cal- yeah. California current. Yeah, age. where they ship them all to Lancaster. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Well, dude, that was enlightening. Well, you know what? Thank you, Johnny. What a fucking we really episode. appreciate that response. What an episode. Uh, I hope you guys like Tulpas. Um, uh, next week's Tulpa. Hopefully, it's not a load of shit. We're doing a, a big Tulpa episode next week. Adrian? It, it's my favorite. It is Tulpa's a very. You know what? If if we don't convince you that Tobos are real, I hope we at least make you laugh. Yeah. Yes. Because yeah. what is life without laughter? Truly, purgatory. One hundred percent. Purgatory. Fucking <laughs> <laughs> purgatory. Uh, I hope you enjoyed our personal experience, Lumber Baron Inn. I again, once again, I want to thank you, um, Elaine, and what was his name? John. What was? Oh, uh, the owner. Yeah. Uh, I w- the Bryants. Yeah. I want to thank you yeah. and the lovely host of servants that you have, because I'm going to call them servants. Yeah. They work for you. They're the, servants. The butlers. Uh, for being so welcoming. Seriously, I really appreciate it. And thank you again to Stephanie Lees for allowing us to join you in your journey. Uh, that Also, don't forget to check them out. Denver Ghost Hunters, they do have a Facebook. It's a little outdated, so I'm calling you out on that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> check out their content. Get in touch with them if you want to ghost hunt. They will take you. And then, thank you once again, Johnny, for your story. There's no social cues here anymore yeah. because Adrian's not here. So, Adrian, <laughs> social cue. <laughs> Snappy fingers <laughs> to you. My, uh, if you guys have some better stories than Johnny, make sure you reach out to us on stuckinthispurgatory at gmail.com. If you want to look at some of the crazy ghost 
stuff that Chase and Hunter found at the Lumber Baron Inn, please give us a look on Instagram at Stuck in This Purgatory. And if you want to listen to us on any media page, we're on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and Spotify. So make sure you give that a look. And thank you so much. And if, for all you witches out, the witches and warlocks out there. Uh, we really want Adrian back in the studio. So if you can like provide some sort of prosperity spell for this motherfucker, or like you know, I don't know, help him win the lottery. Yeah. Please, by all means, help us, help a brother out, help a brothers out. Yeah. We love you guys. Thank I, you. I I need to win the lottery, so someone give me that, so I could stop being a nurse <laughs> and I'll be an unlicensed nurse. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I, a nurse that gets very grumpy very quick. Mm-hmm. It's not pretty. He wants to pee on you, right? Yeah. Pee pee. Pee pee poo poo. Pee pee poo poo. Let's do it. I haven't got that far yet. <laughs> well, if I win the lottery, Adrian, I will definitely pay off all your debts and make you rich, as well as you, Chase. Of Thank course, you. of course. That's what that's what the boys do. Uh, God, this was I. I can't wait for this episode to come out. That was so much fun. I I had I had a blast. I can't wait for the next week's episode. And we just love you all so much. Can't say it enough. Keep listening. Tell your friends. We're starting to get some traction again. New year, woo, new me. And uh, remember, just never die. I guess life lesson: never die in a creepy hotel, or you'll be stuck in their purgatory forever.